So some 700 years before Jesus, give or take, there was a prophecy written by Isaiah. I'll read that. They were looking forward, and it was true prophecy because every single little minute bit of it came true. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a shoot out of parched ground. He has no stately form or majesty that he should be be looked upon, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and he did not esteem, and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, spitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. And like a sheep that is silent before the shearers. So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living? For the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due, his grave was assigned with wicked men because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, He will see his offspring, he will prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many, as he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will allot him a portion with the great, and he will divide the booty with the strong, because he poured out himself to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he himself bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressions. Transgressors. So this is written in the first person, and uh, I'd like everyone to think about themselves as being a one of the disciples who ran the quickest and the earliest. You can pick the one you would like to be. But if you would, just kind of close your eyes and put yourself in the position of this person. This is entitled, Answered Prayer, Approaching Sinner. My fear kept me a full arrow's flight away, but I could still see. I inched closer. I felt ashamed, for I saw the women and John standing only a few feet away from him. As I remembered what he had done for me, my courage grew. I took a few steps closer unnoticed. I could now read the sign above his head and hear the women cry. He moved, groaned, and looked upward, then gasped for a painful breath before saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. 
The thorny crown had been mashed down with great force, and the blood from his scalp and forehead almost covered his face. I moved closer yet, but slowly and quietly, hoping not to be noticed. I could now hear the, the soldiers' voices clearly as they gambled for his clothing. Only a few people remained as their evil task had been completed. It became clear to me now that if I came closer, I would be noticed by the executioners. I took a few steps closer, and the gravel stirred, causing one of the soldiers to glance my way. He seemed unconcerned and went back to his game. As I stepped closer, I could see drops of blood steadily dripping down to form a pool at the base of the cross and hear him laboring for each painful breath. I became overwhelmed. My knees gave way, and I fell to my face. At this point, I cared not who was watching. I raised my hands, raised to my hands and knees, and began to crawl. Although I felt much evil present, somehow my soul began to experience a love that I cannot explain. As I inched closer, the evil dissipated, and the love grew stronger, and my shame subsided. Suddenly, the world faded and meant nothing. As I reached out to touch the cross, I could feel his gaze, but I dared not raise my head. For all my, my failures flashed through my mind. Suddenly, an inner voice stronger than any audible voice said, Stand. My shaking hands crept up the cross, and I stood in the pool of blood, but my head remained down. Again, the voice, stronger than any I had ever heard, said, Come up with me. All fear was gone. My hands reached up only to realize that the cross was slick with blood, much too slick for me to climb, but my body began to rise. I was seemingly without weight. I slowly ascended, my eyes straight forward. I first saw the pierced feet, and the tears began to flow as my head dropped again. I was now suspended just below his eye level. I could avoid it no longer. Our eyes met. Time stood still. And all things were conveyed with his eyes more clearly than the words of men. I saw centuries of wisdom and all knowledge. I could see that he also had knowledge and all providence of the future. But more importantly, the glimmer in his eye made my value soar. My rotten soul was now redeemed. I was fully his. He was fully mine. All my past and future sin had been obliterated. The spear ran through my back and into my blessed Savior, my death occurring seemingly simultaneously with his. But as I thought I was leaving this world, his voice spoke to my innermost being. No, my child, you must be my living sacrifice. My spirit will empower you. And my written word will guide you. Now go and represent me as my beloved child. I awoke a new person. My dream had given me new hope and a new appreciation for what Jesus had done for me. 
And then I remembered, as I rested, I had been praying, Lord, please give me a greater assurance. I like to read my old hymn book. This is a good one I wanted to read. Charles Wesley. Can't beat that. It's entitled, Arise, My Soul, Arise. Arise, my soul, arise. Shake off that guilty, the guilty fears. The bleeding sacrifice in my behalf appears. Before the throne, my surety stands. My name is written on his hands. My name is written on his hands. He ever lives above for me to intercede. His all redeeming love, his precious blood to plead. His blood atoned for all our race and sprinkles now the throne of grace and sprinkles now the throne of grace. Five bleeding wounds he bears received on Calvary. They pour effectual prayers. They strongly plead for me. Forgive him. Oh, forgive, they cry. Nor let that ransomed sinner die. Nor let that ransomed sinner die. The father hears him pray. His dear anointed one. He cannot turn away the presence of his son. His spirit answers to the blood and tells me I am born of God and tells me I am born of God. Final verse. My God is reconciled. His pardoned voice I hear. He owns me for his child. I can no longer fear. With confidence I now draw nigh. And Father Abba, Father cry. And Father Abba, Father cry. Let's pray. So dear Lord, the the cross, it's all about the cross. Let us never forget, Lord. Let it become more and more real to us. We can't even fathom what it took or what you are doing now to intervene, Lord, for, for us. So we thank you, Lord, for your promises, your written word and your promises and, and all the many blessings, Lord, that we just take so for granted, Lord. Just the, the ability to even be here this morning and worship you freely, Lord. So thank you, Lord, for all your many blessings. Let us, let us worship you in truth, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.